Hello and welcome to Ideas Don't Believe, a comics podcast presented by Ashcan Press and featuring Matthew Rosenberg and the Supple Boys, Ethan S. Parker and Griffin Sheridan. This is part two of our discussion with Torin Grunbeck. We hope you enjoy. We're going to talk about Norway for a second because I'm fascinated by Norway. Uh, I've never been. Um, I'm not cool enough like like Brian K. Vaughan or Jason Aaron to to get invited to come hang out with you. I will officially invite you right now. You can come. You can stay here. What would I eat? As I said, reindeer. Okay, that's all I wanted to know. Not coming. Reindeer. No, not coming. <laughs> um, the no, but I'm fascinated by Norway, and maybe this is this is just being a dumb American and not. But it seems like a magical place, not in the like, oh, it's very pretty, but like an actual like dark magic, like weird shit happens there kind of place. Would you say that's accurate? You you want like scary haunted nonsense? I would say (laughs) no. Uh, I would say that the closest thing you get is that when you walk around in the forest, which you will do because most of the country is just forest and, you know. mountains and shit um you will you will see how why trolls are a thing you will see them like they they will be like oh you you that's a fucking troll we need to get the fuck out of there this is what i want to talk about the trolls thing yep (laughs) (laughs) like i did i I wanted to see if it would come up organically if i said it seems like a magical place and it sure as fuck did let's discuss the trolls thing (laughs) <laughs> you you guys have trolls we have trolls the thing is like we have scary trolls we don't have like funny yeah. sweet trolls we have like the mm-hmm. the mountain trolls who who smell the blood of christians mm-hmm. uh which was always sort of a delightful mm-hmm. thing when i grew up because i was a staunch atheist from a very young age i was like mm-hmm. oh i'm i'm safe yeah um and and they obviously they they burst or they 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 turn into stone when the sunlight hits them, which is sort okay. of nice. But then again, so we're, we do we're playing have... by Tolkien rules here. <laughs> oh, yeah, well, Tolkien plays by our rules. Ah, right. oh, that's, that's a good yeah. point. That's a good. Yeah, point. but it is very. It's, I, it, it is what it is, and um, <laughs> I, I, I would say that the thing is, um, like if you want to, the thing about Norway is the seasons. They will get under your skin. Like I've never spend more time talking about the weather after like after working with the rest of the world mm-hmm. because you could sort of just kind of keep going oh it's sort of winter oh it's spring like for us we have darkness for half a fucking year at a time and yeah. then we have sunlight for half a fucking year at a time like it is it fucks with your brain yeah. um and all our like everything from food to our myths and 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 fairy tales are sort of based on getting through something we just need to get through the winter we just need to we just need to get through the summer and do all the things we need to do to get through the winter um (laughs) and obviously like during summer it's brilliant because the sun is always out so uh the trolls can't eat you yeah just have like a couple of hours every night where you have to be sort of careful it's not hot troll summer 
No, yeah. Very good, excellent job there. Uh, but it is a sort of like I was, I was uh, when it comes to like I have a cabin in the forest, and I spend a lot of time there. Um, and I'm never scared of anything. There's nothing that I feel like, except people. Of yeah. course, you don't want like you never want people around. That's horrible. Uh, but like sure. other than that, like it's just it feels I don't have any childhood traumas of the trolls or anything. Like okay. it's, it's all fine. In I a, did a... the other day. I walked into the, a guy taking a shit like on the road. <laughs> oh, on the yeah, road. And, yeah, and I was like, could you like for a courtesy just walk? I know no one uses this road like mm-hmm. ever. Like, but in case someone like me does because it's just so awkward and we can't so you were like understanding but you still didn't you don't want it of course no i just the thing like we just don't want to like we don't want the conversation we don't know how to talk to each other at the best of times what what do you do with you're taking your shit like i could probably do like but he he got very embarrassed and and he didn't wipe he just pulled up his hand up and went i don't know Guys, yikes! Yeah, yikes. I mean, uh, not I to. Do, it almost but... gives you more to talk about. It's like, oh. <laughs> well, yeah, it's true. Long but then day, again, huh? I, I just, I just turned around and walked away because when I, like, if I, if I drive to the forest, I usually I go and I stay for like a couple of weeks at the time, and sure. I don't talk to anyone, and it's fucking excellent, and that's what I want. Uh, yeah. So I'm not gonna make small talk with Mister Shit over there, like unless I absolutely have <laughs> Mr. to. Mister Shit. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm actually quite interested in in uh, not Mr. Shit, which you would probably think oh. is where my yeah, where my head's at. We but you were talking about the uh, the the seasons and everything, and how it's like dark for half the year for you guys, and it's a sort of um, similar thing here in uh, Michigan, which of course Matthew knows. I live in Michigan. He's, he he famously knows exactly where we all live. Um, it's a retcon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> where it's not necessarily like a, you know it doesn't stay dark for half the year but once november rolls around it's pretty much an understanding of like okay the sun is gone for six months we're not gonna see anything but just a thick cover of gray skies for half the year uh and you were saying that it messes with your brain i was wondering how you cope with that creatively uh because i know for me it's certainly like Oh, it's tough, man. <laughs> Especially like right in the thick of it, it's terrible. Well, the thing is, I I would say that I try to I try to do all my outlining during the lighter months. I know what mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be doing, but it mm-hmm. is like, and I, I I always travel in January, February. Just I need to go somewhere just to get a break from it mm-hmm. all because it is just so dark and miserable, and it it. Mm-hmm. it sort of seeps into everyone like we stop seeing other people we stop saying hi to the neighbors like, like the That's kids will just come straight home from school because it's dark already and, and they're not playing with the other kids mm-hmm. and then but the moment spring comes around everyone is suddenly alive everyone's barbecuing everyone's like hey where have you been mm-hmm. like right here miserable <laughs> yeah. just as you uh <laughs> yeah. But but I survived again. Yeah, but I think like like for writing, I would say that most of the new ideas that I have and the the outlining that I do happens during the summer months, and that I just try to get through the fucking winter, just getting through it. It it feels like maybe a dumb question because obviously where you're from, obviously influences your work, but you're from somewhere that is 
very different than where a lot of the U.S. comic market creators come from. Like, do you feel like Norway, that the the light and the dark and the cold and the woods and Mr. Shit and all those things <laughs> have, a, have an influence on your work? Like, do you feel like that gives you a unique perspective on your work? Do you feel that cognizantly or do you just like, well, I'm who I am because of these things. Lizzie, I don't know how to uh, kind of pinpoint the influences. I know that the Americans are very excited about the, the Norse mythology thing. Like I'm named after Thor. Mm -hmm. Like my, my name, right. my name means the one who is loved by Thor. That's my, oh. the literal meaning of my name wow. because my, my father's name is Thor. Oh. Um, of course. And, and, but, uh, like I grew up with Norse myths being sort of like not religion because we weren't very religious, but if we had a religion, that was certainly it. And we would do the um, like the Viking reenactment things for like a week at a time. I would be running around in full Viking garb, like making bread on a stick, like shit like that was my childhood. <laughs> and and it, it turns out like I didn't think twice about that before I started interacting with americans on a sort of a larger scale and they're yeah. fucking love that shit everyone yeah. wants to fuck my mother there's a picture of my mother being vikingy and and the, like it's 20 years old but she could have done well in america i don't know oh, uh, <laughs> you, can, do you can send us that picture and we'll put it in the newsletter when oh yeah, yeah well I'll, I'll do it uh but i do like i have uh, like in my ceiling here i'm not <laughs> sure if you can see it like i have my my viking sword hanging there and that's kind of that's my sword uh, uh and that's not a prop uh, i suppose uh and uh, like the bow and arrows and shit like that was my childhood and then at some point i started writing fantasy and i realized like these things like not everyone grew up like that i suppose so like let's talk about your your time at marvel you come to marvel and you and you co-write valkyrie for a while and then marvel takes you and they're like you know what you should write is more valkyrie and then they're like you know what'd be good after that is more valkyrie <laughs> and you, you and they're like maybe thor can be in this one it's thor and valkyrie and you do a lot of valkyrie stuff and like how much of that is your design and how much of that is them being like this is a viking lady and we're gonna put her on the viking ebook well luckily they gave me other things as well i suppose sure. and and i'm i'm very happy to say like like punisher was always a favorite of mine so i'm happy that i i i'm happy that i get to write men as well and not just like sure, yeah. the ladies even like how much i love the fucking ladies uh but i would say with jane jane foster and the asgardian side i fucking love it like it is yeah. a sort of a joyful like if if you ask my mother about it she will obviously want to crucify all of you and she like she doesn't quite see the joy in it as much mm -hmm. as i do okay. um because it's i don't know you take some liberties with a lot of things sure and jason burnt down yggdrasil at some point uh and i told mom, Big mom. Uh, and and she fucking hates him now like it's oh, wow wow yeah. That's uh, when just so you know when we had jason on the podcast a couple of weeks ago he said that the own his mom reads all his books and the only other comic creator whose books she reads are your books so his mom loves you i got upset because his mom doesn't read my books but that's a whole other thing 
but that's a complex relationship that your mom hates him and his mom loves you. Yeah, and the thing is, like, my my parents do not understand what I'm doing. I I don't think they understand <laughs> anything about me. Somebody like my my father the other day, like a couple of weeks ago, he went. So do you do you know English well enough to to write the thing? And like, uh, I said, how, what? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just, I've never read anything I've, I've written. I think ever. Uh, so the fact that there is a mother out there who has created a person as fantastic as Jason, like she, I want her to be my mother. I, I love like when Jason tells me like quotes, he, he will text me when his mother says something nice about my writing to him and I, yeah. I start bawling like I fucking love her I never met her love her terrified that I'll meet her and say something horrible and she'll sure. hate me yeah sure. this is exactly how we feel about Matt's mom yeah my my, my mom is a is a a very uh, a heavy presence in in some people's lives without ever <laughs> all your stuff <laughs> um see the, i would like to meet your mother at some point can i meet your mother is that yeah. a thing uh no but yeah yeah we'll come out i mean she doesn't she doesn't live in the city but she doesn't live far from the city uh kelly thompson uh is is sort of low-key obsessed with my mom because it came out that my mom wrote a movie and kelly found that fascinating and then uh and then i started telling kelly stories about my mom and and my mom is awesome and funny and and great and and wonderful and Kelly just finds her like this very enigmatic figure. I don't know why Kelly's really latched on to her. So yeah, I mean, I guess everyone's going to start hanging out with my mom and we'll see. Um, I hope that, would... that she rates people in real life. Like she does the pod, like their oh, podcast God. appearance. That would be the dream, but I don't think she'd do that because she's actually very nice. So like the podcast is like an abstract version of a person, but in real life, she'd be like, your friends are lovely. Um, see, I, I, used... I so hope she rates the people too. I yeah, think we be... all do it to a certain extent, don't yeah. we? Yeah, I think she probably does, but she would never tell me. She used to, um, when I was like more involved in music, uh, my parents lived outside the city and there, there were people who would play shows there. And sometimes I'd go see a band and they'd be like, we don't have anywhere to stay tonight. And I'm like, you can stay at my parents' house. And these like hardcore bands would come stay at her house. And my mom always loved that. She was always like just these big, like scary straight edge vegan dudes who were just like <laughs> grilling and tofu and cooking her dinner. And like, she would just be like, your friends are so nice. And I'd be like, yeah, they're, they're scary dudes. Uh, not really scary, but like, uh, I was always happy that my mom was very into hanging out with these dudes who other people would be like, those people are, sketchy as hell um and it, it was charming anyway to digress away from my mom because that's not the point of the podcast usually sometimes it is i mean it, it could be it could be it could be i'm curious uh like your parents don't get what you do it is american comics are they big in norway like the only thing i know about norwegian comics is the cartoonist jason he's norwegian right I didn't make that up. <laughs> I said it and then I was like, that's not true, but it is true. And then um, uh, that movie, The Worst Person in the World, is set in Norway and it's about a cartoonist or just, and that's it. And then you, that's my whole relationship. So like, do, do people understand what you do? Is there a market for that? Is there, well, does anyone there, care? There is, there is a certain market for it. And uh, like we have, but like the most comics in Norway are like strips. Like you, you'll have people who will write and, and draw everything. Um, and uh, the production value can be lacking, I suppose. Like, like they, they haven't discovered that lettering is a 
to craft like th that's not a thing yet sure. um and then i try to explain what i do and i i very often have to tell people who have worked in comics for decades like oh i i write the thing like i'd go page one panel one and mm -hmm. I'd sort of explain what i do um but you have some super fans who fucking love me, which is excellent. Uh, and then I, you have this people, like I did a signing uh, at the comic book store in Oslo a few, you know, weeks, months, years, you know, ago. Sure. Um, and there was a guy who, who he'd printed out a bunch of pictures of me from Google um, and he wanted me to sign them. And, oh. and I was like, hey, do you, so have you read any of the, the books? Oh, no, no, no. And they were all there, like next to me. <laughs> I delivered for $4. Do you want to try one? No, no, no. It just, it's just so cool that you're doing your thing. Like, sure. so just wanted the pictures signed. And like, what are you supposed to do? I signed the pictures and, and sent him on his merry <laughs> way. But I, like, go with God. <laughs> you don't need to to read Punisher but um, but then you have like people who love it and, and yeah. the, you can't buy you have to go to the comic store to get American comics sure. uh, and all the um, like most of the, the like the comic cons revolve around either Norwegian or European comics we get a lot of Belgium and French influences mm -hmm. before you'd get to the American ones yeah yeah um, so did you grow up reading American comics or you came to them when no, I, you... I started reading uh, the, the moment I can read English with any sort of confidence, like nine, ten ish. I would start getting the English and American comics from the local like thrift store. Uh -huh. um, uh, but before then, I just had whatever I could get my hands on. Uh, there, there's a great um, Danish comic called Valhalla, which I think was sort of my, my first comic love. Mm -hmm. uh, it was that and the like the Far Sides. Is sure. that what do you call it in English? Yeah, yeah, Larson, sure. yeah. yeah. My my dad loved that thing. Uh, yeah. That is the only comics he he's read ever. I think maybe if I tell him, like it's it's like it's Gary like Larson. that. Yeah, yeah maybe, the Punisher maybe. is like the far side. They're not that yeah, far off. Yeah, probably the thing. I did write like uh, a a Star Wars story uh, this year, and Star Wars people have like heard about Star Wars that that was a huge thing. Uh -huh. And I'm writing Red Sonia, and Red Sonia is in many ways a lot bigger than a lot of the american things yeah so we had a bunch of like norwegian comics people be like you better not fuck this up like you're, uh -huh. you're carrying the pride of the nation on your shoulders don't you fucking mess with red sonia which is something sure and how's it been going are they are oh they... I, like i'm having a lovely time with it like the first issue is out in a month so we'll yeah. see if i'm gonna like if i'm gonna be chased out of the country by extremely awkward men yeah well <laughs> But I, I do think I can take them. Fair. You have a sword hanging over I do, your head. I do. They, although they probably have swords too if they're that big red sword. Yeah, but I don't think they get like it is a whole thing. The, there are, I'm not going to talk shit about fans because I love the, like, who am I to ever? I have no moral high ground when it comes to nerdiness. Like, I right. have, as I said, <laughs> the fucking engine sounds on the Merlin engine on my, my phone. Like, I have yeah. no moral high ground. But there are a lot of people who are very specifically into some very specific things and they will tell you about it um but then in those cases you can always you can always beat them in a fight that's what i yeah. sort of <laughs> so if someone has interest in life you think you can beat them up yeah if, so, fair enough okay yes that's, <laughs> that's what we're going for 
this is what so if uh, somebody's like so if somebody's like i don't really care about anything you're like uh-oh yeah no seriously <laughs> seriously oh, I, I think a lot about this because i have two kids and uh okay. i desperately want them to have interests not necessarily mm -hmm. my like they could not care less about what i do um but they they like things and i like that they like things because sure. when they get off school they're like they don't want to go party they want to play video games and do whatever they're doing yeah. like in their game room um and i love it because you kind of like when i was at that age i was coding i was going to computer parties which at that point like in the 90s involved bringing your entire computer to a place set it up and then That's code cool. with other people i suppose like i had i was party people as cool you, stuff yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i was extremely cool but i never got into any sort of like like horrible uh like there were never any bad parties or anything like uh -huh. it was all good fun with very smart people yeah who I, a, a lot of them i still love and uh, they're still in my life so i do want like the kiddos to have interests because if they don't if it's just gonna be like oh we don't care about anything we just want to hang out and uh, i don't know go to the gym and then go drink i don't know yeah. those people suck but they do <laughs> no that's fair that's a fair assessment um interests are interests are good we like interests here you could um, just you just need to be anything i'm interested in you just have to have some interests so, some interests yeah i think that's fair that's a fair thing to want for your kids i don't have kids but if i did i would hope they'd have interests mm -hmm. that's like a big hope for me kids. <laughs> we're, we're kind of um, like your kids you guys are like my kids and uh, how yeah. is we're like, mostly, how we're mostly is just your relationship with your father is it good my relationship um i was oh, talking relationship. about your kids oh um, they, yeah what's your relationship like with me guys as your it's complicated like hmm. let's let's be honest here though you guys do the same thing for ryan stegman and brian bendis like so we, have lot, father we have we have many dads we have, you have, we a, have lot a lot of dads, dads. some of them I'm, are more elusive than others some of them are meaner than others, and I'm on the <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, some of them give us complexes. Uh -huh. Be specific, Griffin. Which ones? Which fucking ones? Uh <laughs> <laughs> look, look. If I'm the third best dad between Brian Bendis, Ryan Stegman, and me, like that's not bad. That's not a bad. Actually, no. I'd like to be a better dad than Ryan. Ryan Stegman. He's a come on. I could do better than that. I'm going to be better for you guys. I'm going to be well, better for you, you guys. Might, you might have to draw a cover for our book. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> um, you draw, Matthew? Is I do not. Is this some I secret do. skill that I don't know about? No, I know. But he's about to. I'm about to try and find out. But this brings us back to you, Torin, because I'm fascinated by this. Uh, you paint. And someone told me that a while ago. And they're like, oh, Torin, Torin paints. And I was like, oh, neat. And then I actually saw your paintings, and you're a very good painter, if you don't mind my saying that. I like love it when people say that. You just I say think, it whenever I, you want. I think I think your work <laughs> is beautiful. You do beautiful portraits, and uh, I really love them. And and I'm always excited when you post them and and share them and stuff. But uh, where did that come from? Is that something that you wanted to do? Is that professionally? Is that just a hobby? Is that just something you picked up? 
Okay, do you want the, whole, the, the entire thing oh, here? Let's do it, yeah. Okay, got... let's do it. it. Like, I'm first and foremost like a massive nerd, right? Like, that's mm. what I do. We, like, I started coding that, yeah. when I was 11, and I, I've sort of, and at some point I started doing design, and I did some illustration, and um, I made a company at some point that I, like a tech company that I sold to some media people, and I had that, a very sort of, I, I I realized like I hate everyone. I just hate them. I can't stand them. I just there's just there's so much bullshit. There's so much like in the in the media. I think, like it's just it was just Turn awful. Gets the award for most relatable guest. Yeah, what yeah, I, I mean. Oh, yeah, I and, and I had because after I sold the company, um, people wanted to, to just hire me as a consultant, which is lovely because you, they, like so much money. Um, but nice. I was on my way to um, to make. They wanted me to sort of be the technical consultant and the designer of an app that would do like marriage counseling app or something and i was just like oh like life is draining out of me as i'm on the train and i brought my my raggedy old trade of preacher Mm-hmm. And I, I sat down and I read preach and I was like, oh, oh, this is like, this is fucking home. Like, this is, this is the thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I realized like I needed to do something else, something that was not uh, like sucking life out of me. Um, and, and the thing is like, it, it, you, you've met me now. Um, I do have like I, I I do this in a professional setting as well, which sort of works. But have you ever seen like the the girl with the dragon tattoo? Yes. Yeah. That, like at some point, like the media company that bought us, they called me uh, Lisbeth Salander for uh-huh. uh, when I was there because I was like the 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 rude tech girl sort uh-huh. of like the the one without social skills who would tell everyone to fuck off. Sure. Like and it is a sort of a character which is <laughs> fun. But I just wanted something that would like sort of mine. So I started doing more with the art thing. Oh, Jesus, I'm going to sound so horrible when I tell this story because it's just like I had, I, I love painting. I fucking love it. It's my favorite thing to do. I, I think it's probably my favorite thing to do in this entire world. I just, mm-hmm. I put on an audiobook and I, I'm just lost and it's brilliant. The problem with the art thing, like I, I had an exhibition in New York. Um, that was a huge thing for me, right? To, to like get out of Norway and show your paintings and everything. Yeah. Uh, and I walked around the New York arts, like with the New York art scene. Mm-hmm. And like, if we're talking about parodies of something, mm-hmm. like the, the new, like the art people are a parody of its, like of themselves. Like sure. the, at some point I was introduced to like Mathilde, who was in her silent period. So she, she didn't talk oh. and she had like eyeliner under her eyes, like, like, like war paint. And she just nodded the entire night. And the thing is, I mean, I'm sure like individually, I'm sure they're lovely, uh-huh. But as a as a group of people of pretentious fuckers, like it's it's a lot. Like it's a lot. And sure. then I and I so I walked around. And I was like, ah, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And then the next day, because I timed the thing, so I had the exhibition, and then the next day it was New York Comic Con. So uh-huh. I went to New York Comic Con, and I had one of those. Ah, oh, these are my people. Uh-huh. sort of a thing and that's when i went i'm gonna do i do i'm gonna do art but i'm gonna do it just the way i want it and i'm not gonna try to 
like make it in the art world because it just sounds like you have to do a lot of horrible things to get there. Like you have to lick yeah. some assholes that you like dirty, horrible assholes. Yeah. Here, yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, I don't know much about the the fine art world in New York. I've you know I grew up here and sort of you know it crosses your path from time to time. And I've known some some painters and some sculptors and stuff, but it's not a world I ever felt like I I knew or understood. Like I it didn't feel like a place that wouldn't be a lot of sort of work to immerse yourself in as I think any sort of community is. And, you know, comics is the same way that you sort of have to do the work to be a part of a comics community. But I think, I think you have to be careful about what kind of like whatever you're doing, if, if it's going to take the heart of you, you have to sort of make sure that the people are going to be good ones. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Because like with art or with comics, it, will take more of you than just the hours you put in mm-hmm. um so making sure that like like i do my aircraft thing where i go to the air shows and i and right. and, and men ask me like so who do you belong to like it, it is yeah. sort of like i i love the the scene like we're building a spitfire it's we're doing you know it's lovely, but mm-hmm. suddenly you're like, oh, I'm going to spend my weekend painting the headquarters, that we obviously call it, uh, and, and talking to these people who doesn't like renewable energy because uh, like, that's not what Spitfire runs on. Like, it is yeah. sort of strange. Like, these are my friends now. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I- what, that's what, always what I picture when I think about, like, this is... Uh, podcast conversation like when when you look at like sex clubs when people are like oh we're gonna start swinging Mm -hmm. just i always sort of picture like if you get into your local swing club and then like you're gonna have to paint the dungeon on saturday Uh like someone's gonna bring pizza and you're gonna do like the thing together like these are your friends now are you sure are you absolutely sure (laughs) i always at my sex club they don't nobody likes renewable energy they just don't like it (laughs) I mean, it's you, you can't. You have to have a certain level of uh, enemies to lovers to get somewhere. Like there yeah. needs to be some kind of tension. Or yeah. what are we doing? Yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. the big thing that we we get into at the sex club is like yeah. we're trying to save the world here, and other people would be like, "But you know, diesel smells great," and I'm like, "Well." Yep. You're not wrong. You're not wrong. It smells nice. Or you can just go. You're you're fucking wrong, and they will gag you. And I'm so happy your mother listened to this. Yeah, I'm so, I'm just so happy right. I, I dragged in the the sex club analogy. My point was, you have to choose the community you spend all your time with, right? Yes. And and I can sincerely say that when when I need to see people uh, outside of like my house, I have a wonderful fucking life. But sometimes I need to see other people, and that sure. I need I. I like I, I, that's when I go to New York to see you guys, mm. um, and and because comics, like there are so many great fucking unpretentious, exceptionally yeah. brilliant people, uh, in this community. Yeah, I, I do, them. I I do, I do find comics to be, you know, th- there's times when everyone's like, man, there's so many weirdos in comics, and and I always am like. There are, and like some of them are not good. Like there's good weird and there's bad weird. But I was like, you can't have good weird without letting bad weird in. Yeah. And like obviously, like when bad weird becomes a problem, we have to do things and police that. But I was like, thank God for all the good weird that's in comics because like 
it's never boring. It's always fun. Yeah. And it's always a place where it's like, I don't know, there's something really wonderful about a community that's like, oh, I don't care how fucking weird you are. Like, that's not the thing we care about. That's not a barrier for entry. And that's very rare in a lot of communities to be like, yeah, weirdos are, are fine. Weirdo, we're cool with weirdos. And I, I, I like that. And um, uh, I'm, I'm also, you know, that's also a thing in, at the sex club. They they don't mind weirdos there. <laughs> no, no. They, they, they highly want, like, the, the weirdos is sort of part of the thing. Yeah. Except when you need to do, like, everyone needs to chip in for the new whatever the fuck, mm -hmm. the new swing. And, yeah. like, yeah. you have the weirdo who's like, no, I, I don't make money. I live yeah. on air and, and leaves. Yeah. Like, it's a problem. You're like, that's great, but then you can't use the fuck swing. Yeah. That's I'm sorry. Big. If, if they you don't chip in. It co it costs money. Like it costs money to build the fuck swing. Like, um, I just like the the club meeting where they're like, "All right," and the next motion that we got to talk about: Will we get a new fuck swing, or are we getting solar panels? Yeah, <laughs> solar panels. It's is never like, solar panels. It's never solar panels. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? If we switch to solar. We would have more money at the end of the year for the fuck swing. One pace yeah, for the we other. could get an even bigger, better one, but it'll just have to be next year. Yeah. yeah. Fine. And you know, there's a, there's like one woman who takes the job a little too seriously who'll update the Facebook post with like the, the, the Facebook page with, you know, like, oh, we all had a good time yesterday, but like, remember to disinfect the, the swing? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like the meeting yesterday, yeah, I had minutes. to, and like, it's not my job. It's, I'm not, it's not on the yeah. schedule, but I, I still did it. I'm just, I'm just, yeah, it, an FYY. It, it has to be done. And, yeah. you know, so like, let's all just chip in. Yeah, no. And you feel bad for her. Do like that's that, that, that's the role she have to take but yeah she does. but someone has to be that you need a you need that oversight i would say that i'm probably taking the sex club thing as far as it can go but i do like i i'm in the like in my town my tiny norwegian town um we have like a a facebook page that's called something like we who live in yes i'm and we're proud of it or whatever the fuck and i'm just there to kind of see the insane people that i spend uh -huh. time with or like they're around me because they do care about the like the like they will be like oh there's a cigarette but on the street they will mm. take a picture of it they will take a picture of the street um oh. and and there will be nine million comments because you're like who left this here like, like it's it's fucking on a, excellent on a, on a cigarette butt oh yeah uh, at some point like during when the war uh in ukraine happened there were some kids who were they were collecting bottles because we do have like a we have like because we're a proper country like uh -huh. you can recycle every bottle is recycled right oh, you get, crazy. yeah yeah so they were collecting bottles so they could uh collect money and send to ukraine but they didn't right. have like they were 10 uh -huh. This wasn't an official thing. So they were just sort of calling, like knocking on people's doors and be like, hey, do you have some bottles? Anyway, so someone goes to the Facebook page like, is this okay? Are we are we okay with this? We don't know if, if this money is going to Ukraine. Um, oh, wow. Nine million comments. Uh, <laughs> later, the original poster, she deletes the post. And then another woman comes out and she's like, did someone delete the post? Because I have more to say. And then she made oh. a new post and just went on. My point is, like, these are the people in your sex club. Like, if you start swinging in your town, you can't do it. You can't yeah. fucking do it. Uh, yeah, maybe New York's got a different vibe because sometimes oh, yeah, there are cigarette butts on the ground. And I don't think anyone's taking pictures of them and getting... I think we deal with other stuff, maybe. Yeah, that, that's how you get the the like signature hot 
garbage smell of mm-hmm. New York, yeah, which yeah. I find like it is that like when that hits you when you leaves the cab the first time, I get tears in my eyes. It's a fucking beautiful uh, you, thing. You, you know, the hot garbage smell in New York is great in the spring and the fall. In the summer, when it hits peak ripeness it's a lot it's a lot a july hot garbage in new york is a lot my (laughs) one of my favorite childhood memories i i as a um i don't like to eat outside uh that obviously like in the pandemic that changed i mean it didn't change i still don't like it but like i don't like to eat outside and there are outside of the restaurant outside outside the restaurant like outdoor seating i always would rather sit inside the restaurant and i have i have two reasons we don't have to get into the second reason two stories but when i was a child (laughs) There's a restaurant we always hung out at uh, as kids. Like we were just like obnoxious teenagers. And, um, you know, we have these big lumbering garbage trucks that are huge. And the guys throw the garbage in the back and they have a compactor that that crushes it. And we were standing outside the restaurant. We always hang out at And there was a couple on a date at a table outside. And the guys threw these garbage bags in. And the garbage bags had been filled with all the grease from the restaurant's trap <gasps> for the week. And the uh, the crusher and it is like you know it's it's 95 degrees it's just like been festering and going rancid and and like it's mixed with all this other garbage and the truck goes to crush it and the pressure the bag bursts from the pressure but it bursts in a tiny hole because that's how a pressure bursts on a bag would be and it basically turns into a fire hose of rancid grease on this couple on a date and just sprays them with stuff that like me and my teenage friends all start gagging like the, they threw up immediately they were just like oh vomit and me and my friends who are like half a block away are laughing crying and gagging because they've been just like uh, just like <laughs> your bucket and that's um that's, that's the worst me, fucking thing i've ever heard yeah that's the new york city garbage smell when i think of that like that's ah. going into my head it's it's a i mean it was amazing i love it so much it's like one of my most cherished moments but oh. it's also very formulative on I, I have like you. two pet peeves in in my life and it's like like one of them is uh people who act like animals like uh-huh. like like make animal noises so i fucking hate it and and food one, but... in in the wrong setting like that really mm-hmm. fucking freaks me out mm-hmm. if my kids want to like fuck with my brain they just go oh sausage water ice cubes and, oh wow uh, yeah smoothie with shrimp oh anyway the greasy fucking spray of death i mean yeah. i'll yeah. never eat curbside again ever uh, the the uh, since we're since we're on it the other story is i was at um vaselka which is my favorite restaurant and sitting outside and uh you know you're sitting you're like right on second avenue in the in the village and it's you know it's a it's a melting pot of new york people and i was there with my brother and we were eating we were eating dinner and we had pierogi and this woman, we hear this commotion and we look over and this woman is trying to pet this other woman's dog. And the dog is like terrified of this woman because the, the woman who's trying to pet the dog is clearly like on a whole lot of crazy shit. She's like acting real strange. And she's like, let me pet you. Let me pet you. And the woman whose dog it is, is just like, uh, the, my dog's very timid. And the woman, uh, calls the pet owner a cunt and then we made the mistake because we're staring at this we're staring at her and she turns and makes eye contact with us which is a big no-no in new york and she's like am i right and we're like oh shit and so we go back to our food and she makes a beeline over to us and she's like people this town used to be cool and we're like "Uh uh-huh and she's like not anymore everyone's so stuck up 
and we're like, uh-huh. And then she looks down and she sees the pierogies and she goes, give me a wonton. Oh, which, my which is my favorite. And, uh, and my brother's like, Don't be stuck up, Matt. Yeah, it's my brother. And she's like, he's like, she goes, give me a wonton. And, and my brother goes, no. And they just lock eyes. And then we all know what's going to happen. She just reaches out and grabs a pierogi off his plate and starts to walk down the street. And we're just like, oh, that sucks. And then she's walking down the street and she takes a bite and then spits it out, even though it's like the best. They're the Vaselka pierogies, the best in the world. And then there's a guy in a business suit walking towards her and she shoves the other half of the pierogi into his mouth <sighs> on the street shit. and then veers off into traffic. And I think about that guy a lot because I thought I should go tell him like, hey, man, the thing that you don't recognize what it was that's not easily identifiable that was just shoved into your mouth by a woman on all sorts of drugs. It was actually just a pierogi. You're OK. You're not going to die. You're because, fine. It's not yeah. her vomit. Yeah, yeah that didn't come out of her body. That's in that's not like she, she oh found. God. But I think about that all the time of like how that guy's life was probably ruined on that day. And I could have stepped in and made it a little better. And I didn't. Yeah, and that's did. like, yeah, that's a real tragic. That's moment. your Uncle Ben moment. Yeah. That's why now I don't eat outside. <laughs> that's not that shit. And he's like, I missed the part where this is my problem. Yeah. And that was two fucking excellent stories, Matthew. That was Thank fucking you. Thank you. Wow. Um, But then, wow. you know what? You and me went back to that restaurant a week or a month or a year ago. And we had pierogies and it was quite lovely. It was fantastic stop that woman she's getting away with my pierogies and she called it a wonton uh <laughs> give me a wonton is like one of my favorite catchphrases just give, give me, me a wonton. wonton just yelling it like real staccato <laughs> just give me a wonton um it sounds like it should be more important than it is uh, i think we the got show, the show's peaks. complete merch yeah, yeah merch coming in hot give me a wonton, wonton. wonton t-shirt and it's got a little pierogi icon on it still, though. So to get back to your painting, Torn, <laughs> uh, did, you, did you ever think about merging these things, comics and painting? I assume it takes you a really long time to paint a painting. Yeah, the thing is, like, I spend 40 hours wanking away at, like, one phase. Um, mm -hmm. And I, I don't think I would be happy if an editor were like, oh, could could she look to the sides? Like, I, I don't yeah. think that would be a good thing. Um, but I do like, I'm, I'm going to, I do sometimes paint characters for people. Uh -huh. um, and and I, I, I think I'm going to do some things for like, I'm, I'm writing uh, Nina Petrova's story for Battle Action, the, the British uh -huh. thing. And I love Nina Petrova. And I think I'm going to try to just paint her as a sort of publicity thing i suppose uh -huh. um yeah. and, and then give give it away i suppose um because i do sell paintings but i do like i like if i do commissions i'll be like i will paint your kid or your father or whatever the fuck but i will choose how i paint them and uh -huh. how miserable they look yeah uh and uh, it's it's because it's going to be more interesting that way um so, so i'll I, what I do is I, I paint and if people really want to buy something, they can yeah. uh, or I'll give it away. Like uh, when when I when I found your paintings, I was like, oh, I love her paintings. And I was like, I, I want to ask Torin to do to paint a cover for for my image book. And then yeah, I'd love to just as long as I can paint whatever I want. You can and you paint don't whatever go, you want. Yeah. 
No, we don't give anyone notes on that stuff. But but I was I mentioned it to Tyler, uh, who draws the book, and Tyler looked at your paintings and he was like, "These are really good." He's like, "You can't ask her to do this; they take forever." And I was like, "Well, we'd pay her." And he's like, "These are." really good these must take forever like this isn't for comics and he was just like you know he's a cartoonist cartoonist and he was oh, like this I, isn't for comics like this is I love that tyler said that about me and i love that um yeah. the, the thing is like i do I, it is a very zen meditation sort of thing uh and as long as i find the subject matter interesting then i'll happily 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 do it um but i don't like i find it when people are like hey i have 200 dollars. can you paint my my child um yeah. That doesn't sort of track. Like it doesn't. Sure. I'd rather give it away than than accept, uh, like four cents an hour. Uh, uh -huh. But I don't mind giving paintings away, though. I do it quite a lot. I just I like that you. Uh, well, I don't know. I, I find it like I have I have a painting um, at a house of my my friends who they loved it, and I'm just like, hey, maybe do you want it? And they have it on the wall. Uh -huh. And every time I'm there, they feel like they need to say something, which is horrifying. <laughs> uh, and I don't want them to. And I went yeah. to a party there, um, the you know, last week, last month, sure. whatever. Um, and I, there was a bunch of people there I didn't know. And the bunch of like, like I live in a tiny town in Norway. No one matters. But they were like the, the mayor and whatever. But like, but again, a mayor of a tiny, tiny town in Norway. No one gives a shit, right? But there were like proper people, like proper professional yeah. people in suits. And and the guy who uh, who owns the painting now, he was like, oh, this is orange. He's the one who painted this. And you have to see. And he was sort of introducing me to like eight men who were standing around looking at the painting. Uh, and he went, oh, you have to see her, like her painting videos, because it just like, it just, it just happens. It just, it, it looks like, it looks like, like a printer. Um, and I don't know what to say. So I, I go uh well i mean you can't compare me to a printer it's like it's the most annoying thing in your house right and, <laughs> and he's like oh no but it is like it's like a printer because <laughs> the painting just happens uh and again i'm awkward so i just keep going oh, look so you, so you like a printer it like it never works it's always yeah. it's just a fucking annoying piece of equipment that you have in your house yeah. and he starts freaking out because like oh did i offend this woman like and i'm just trying to get out of the conversation and out of the conversation about my art and he's like oh oh no you're right like the printers are they're are fucking annoying like they <laughs> they're like they're always out of ink and, and like they they dry out between every use and i go well that i don't and then <laughs> all the men start laughing like like there's like oh like 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 it was a very gratifying laugh mm -hmm. but then they realize they have no way to like no one wants to continue the conversation now. Sure, so they yeah. just start leaving while they're laughing. <laughs> Everyone just leaves. Yeah. And then I'm stood there with like one guy who's like, I can't leave. And, 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 and we just, and we have this conversation about the art and it's just horrible and awkward. And yeah. I don't know. So what I like to do is I give them away to people that I will never see again, or I will like, never see yeah. their house or yeah. whatever. Like it's just. Well, yeah. I would love to have one of your paintings, but it's going to risk your getting grilled cheese. So, like, that's oh up no, to no, you. no, no, we will have. I will risk an awkward conversation for grilled cheese. <laughs> but I mean, I do have quite high expectations for the grilled cheese now. Just sure, so you know. it's, yeah. I'm, I'm just so we're clear. Uh, this week, my plan this week is I'm going to experiment with grilled cheese. I'm going to do try putting cream cheese on it. 
Oh my god. As one of the cheeses. As one of the cheeses. This well, is how many cheeses are we talking about? I probably can't say how many how many cheeses is too much. I, I think I think four is right on the you can fuck up at four. Three is solid, four you run a risk. Okay. But my fourth is gonna be a cream cheese. And I'm I'm very excited about this, but it's also I realize that I'm like I'm Icarus and I'm flying very close mm -hmm. to the sun right now on wings mm -hmm. of cream cheese. So do you ever do any sort of ham or is it just cheese? I do bacon. I do bake grilled cheese of bacon. Yeah, yeah. That's no, good. I don't do ham. Ham is uh, ham, like is ham. ham is ham is poor man's bacon, even though it probably costs more than bacon. <laughs> it's true. I make grilled cheese on the fire. With reindeer, uh, I have one reindeer of, meat? No, no, no. I, I just that, that we also do like a bunch of different cheeses, and it looks so fucking fantastic. But Amer like we don't have like is it called just American cheese or whatever uh -huh. like American slices? Yeah, yeah. I don't think it I, is I cheese. Yeah, yeah. No, it's a different thing, and and is I this... think it ha it has its value, but I don't use it in a grilled cheese. It's like plastic, but yeah, it's like too cheese. it's. It's too powerful of a taste. Yeah. It's like yeah. entirely, it's chemically engineered to like <laughs> trick your brain into thinking it's cheese. And so you don't want it to interact with other cheeses because the real cheeses yeah, yeah. are like, it's what more cheese than that? me. Yeah, like it's yeah. rude. Um, so all the other cheeses will melt together and then you have American slices yeah. hanging out on it, the side. It, it's, yeah, it's Being a lot perfect. like, yeah, it's like, it's a perfect metaphor for Americans. Like we're, mm -hmm. you know, like a little too loud a little too much like a culture but without actually being a culture and like you know it's uh and we over i'm not sure everything. that's true. I, the thing is i think you I, I always find it fascinating when people go on about like how there's no culture but the, the, i don't think that's of course there is. like it is yeah. it's brilliant like everyone has culture just yeah. that's just how it is what? every single person's got something I, um and yeah. and i i just want to point out much as i like to make fun of memories i love it there yeah. I would live there if you had health care, but you don't. Hey. So that's that's our culture, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. But, it, but it is sort of like like I, I do uh I've I would like every time I travel around the country, I, I like there's ten places that I could live that I can see oh, myself yeah. live and be like, Oh no, these could be my neighbors. I would be fine. They're insane, but I could Oh like, yeah. I mean I've been you know, I've I've traveled the world a lot. Not you know, not a ton, but I've been to six continents and fucking 50 countries or whatever and i love america i think america's amazing but i also recognize that it's absurd and um it's not really cheese that we make and that you know that, <laughs> these, are all, these are all things that you know you have Man, to a lot of a lot of our problems would be fixed if we just fucking made good cheese if we made yeah. if we made if, if american cheese was good cheese yeah like we could really turn this whole thing around that's true i think so um yeah. 2024, I think, baby. I don't think it's happening next year. Rosenberg 2024. Oh, oh run, shit. Run, run, running an all cheese platform. I'm running. My <laughs> vice president is cheese. Excellent. Uh, are you are you running for for president, Matthew? I'm thinking about it. Uh, just now, just in the last 15 seconds. I know. Actually, I think it's probably the worst job in the world. Not the worst job in the world. Like sewer cleaning is probably worst job. And like, there's a lot of worse probably. jobs. I don't know why I said, but I think it sounds like a terrible job. Like it sounds awful. It just like I don't know. It just sounds like stress and like you can't win. Like it's just like there's no way to win anything. You can't really do good things. You have to do a bunch of horrible things, and like it's just so stressful and everybody hates you. Like that sucks. I mean, anything is you have to degrade yourself during the the yeah. like the the fucking campaign that 
takes forever. But what you could do now, I think, because we we all have the attention spans of goldfish, is I think you can come in just last minute, super late, and be, yeah. yeah, and be just insane and and mm-hmm. something, and then maybe mm-hmm. you can just fall into the presidency yeah, and like then a, just handle a, it from there. A week before you go, hey, I'm running for president. My name's Matt. My running mate is Cheese. Yep. And, uh, you know. And you have to make some good points, right? But then yeah. the rest could be a little whatever. Uh, yeah, my platform. You can is do healthcare like, and cheese. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going to be like, you know what? People deserve houses and healthcare and food. Like, yeah, as, that's boring. You have to do something are, else. Those are human rights. It's, it's a firearm buyback program, but instead of money, you get cheese. It cheese. <laughs> I go look. We're gonna have a national Lots like like FDR had the New Deal. He put people to work. He reformed the country and built the country back up after the depression. He put people to work in jobs. I'm going to start the national uh, organization where we we clean your sex club for you. We're gonna hire people. Mm-hmm. They're gonna mm-hmm. clean it all up. It's gonna be nice. You don't have to worry about it. The membership doesn't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my See, would, No like more think... nice airplanes. Only no old only... airplanes. <laughs> airplanes, yeah. Do Instead wanna... of ending this episode with the usual music, we're going to do pres- presidential campaign music. I love it. I love <laughs> it. Uh, that's my yeah. platform. We, on that note, I think we're done. Is that yeah. that's how we? Oh, excellent. Love it. We uh, we like to end it like a like a car crash. Like it just suddenly <laughs> smashes into something, and we go, okay, that's yeah. over. Well, uh, I, I think we achieved that thing. I think so. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it's sudden. It's abrupt. People are like, "Wait, were they seriously over?" And then the presidential da, 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 hail to the chief. That's what it's called. Hail to the yes. chief plays, and they're like, "I guess that's the end of the show." Um, so, Torin, thank you for coming on our uh, to announce my yeah, candidacy for president and talk I'm about. I'm so happy to be here for this <laughs> historic moment. Uh, I, I cannot vote myself, but I will be no. campaigning. Of course. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that. Uh, the support of the, the Norwegian community means a lot to me. That's really mm-hmm. where I got my earliest support. I'm pretty sure that Ethan yeah. and Griffin are not going to vote for me or support me in any way. Well, I mean, I hear we're gonna see, we're gonna, we'll see who's is running. also running. Yeah. So Yeah, no, there's a lot going on. I don't... Yeah, I, you're going to figure out who their favorite dad is. It's, yeah, that's what's going to yeah. happen during that. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna vote, they'll vote for Brian Bendis, and that's the right choice between the two of us. Yeah. I, I, like, I don't stand a chance, but... Uh, it's fine it's fine Uh, i don't mind coming in sixth in the presidential race thank you so much for coming and hanging out this was awesome it's been a delight and that brings us to the end of part two of our discussion with torin grunbeck make sure to check out carnage venom and red sonia as well as everything else she's working on by following her on Twitter at Grunbeck or subscribing to her newsletter at grunbeck.substack.com. To get the latest episodes of this podcast, as well as news, giveaways, and even comics delivered straight to your inbox, go to ashcanpress.com and sign up for the newsletter. We'll be back next week with another wonderful guest. And in the meantime, you can write to us at ideasdontbleedpod at gmail.com or tweet to Matthew Rosenberg at ashcanpress on Twitter, me at tales to astonish or Griffin at Griff Sheridan. We'll include some of your correspondence on the show, and we'd love to hear what you have to say. And big thanks to Summer People for our theme song, Where's the Poison? Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>